Hello, commuters. Call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Rickens, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right. March 10th, Thursday, uh, 5.07. Really excited about this show. We're going to get right into it. Uh, you've heard me talking about it. You've seen me posting on social media. Uh, we have trans activist Natalie Weiss, who actually is much, much more than that. Um, welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks for having me, Jack. Really nice to be here. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, we're going to talk a little bit after Natalie introduces herself um, and really her astounding credentials to talk about uh the fairness ordinance and, and different stuff in the lgbtq plus community um but uh a lot of hard work went in and trust and coordination to get this done today so natalie you said well title trans activist but the truth <laughs> yeah. is you're much more than that yeah that trans activist is such an amorphous thing um and i just wanted to give your listeners a chance to yeah know who i am and why i'm why i'm talking about this sure. um I, I've been working in politics for a long time. I have experience working with candidates at the local and the state and the federal level. Um, and in 2017, I was the director of a canvas that was funded by ACLU. And we went out and talked to Lincoln voters specifically about the possibility of introducing fairness ordinance language. Um, and I have been involved over the last handful of years with conversations with several city council members and other uh, interested parties about the possibility of introducing this language. Uh, so I'm someone who comes to this with a, a lot of political experience and a lot of firsthand, um, uh, really close experience with this issue in particular, and uh, hope to, hopefully get to, get to bring some knowledge to to everyone today well i mean i i really got to know you last friday night we'll talk about that for a second um but uh you know really what probably spurned us getting together was the fact of your knowledge of the constitution and uh, in fact it was a facebook post that i made in reference to uh, the realtor association and you kind of jumped in there and uh, i have to say natalie was right um i was trying to pout rebel ray's constitution stuff but in fact you know if you take a code of ethics and things like that uh, you 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 may in fact that may hold up in your organization. But Natalie, you kind of jumped on that one quick. I did jump on it kind of quick and told you how wrong you were. <laughs> and, uh, you know, gave you a couple snarky comments and you came back with a couple snarky comments and we jabbed at each other for a bit. And then you just said, well, why don't you come on the show? And I think that I said something along the lines of, I don't think that that's a sincere ask. <laughs> it was. That's exactly what you said. And I was, yeah. I was really disappointed. I was like, no, I am. I'm the radio yeah. host. I'm yeah. asking you. And we, uh, what, we started messaging each other for a little bit. We yeah. agreed to go have a drink. I think we sat down for more than three hours Yeah, it was like three and a half night. hours. It was good yeah. down in the Haymarket. Yeah, and had a, a nice, real honest talk like that's right. mature adults yeah. and discussed the possibility of my coming on. And you and I both agreed on... A lot of things. We you did, know, we yeah. talked about how um, we both agree in, on safety and security for the American people and how Absolutely. we both have a deep respect for the Constitution. We mm -hmm. talked about your service as a member of our armed forces and how... Um, All the many, listeners like, of course yeah, he talked about yeah. his service. Well, and I mentioned how I've got <laughs> yeah, several family, family members, members who yeah. served and have deep respect for, for that service yeah. and yours as well. Yeah, thank and, you. And yeah, we were able to connect on a lot of things and 
we decided that it might be beneficial for me to come on and Absolutely. you know we're, we've got a big thing facing the city mm -hmm. right now that's got a lot of heated emotions on really all sides of the issue that's right and we've had a recent tragedy in the city mm -hmm. over this issue and we thought that maybe if you and i can sit down and have a real honest conversation and be very civil and that's right demonstrate a, a conversation that I think you and I would both like society to start moving, mm -hmm. that that could be good for the city, and yeah. here we are. Well, and that was the thing. I mean, we had to actually go out and meet to find some trust, because as you can imagine, listeners, you wouldn't think that the two of us would ever get together and discuss especially these issues. Um, but I would I would tell you, you've misjudged us both, in my opinion, very wrongly. Um, and what we found was we have a lot in common, and we also know that um, there are issues ahead of us in this city um, now and forever. And if we don't start talking and start understanding both sides, um, you know, we can just go down essentially the war path. Because like we were saying, there's probably people right now that think, oh, they're going to go in there and stab each other. And, yeah, we were talking right. about this. It, we both, we've both gotten some comments from yeah. our respective sides of the yeah. aisle about how uh, maybe a lot of people are sort of expecting a knife fight. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to disappoint some people. We're not going to do that. Um, so Natalie knows her stuff. Um, here's the deal. Please explain, you know, not only your side, but your background with the LGBTQ+, and this whole dynamic over the last couple years and last couple of weeks. Yeah. Wow. Well, what an open-ended question. <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> yeah, on this show. We um, well, uh, so recently, you know, uh, the city got five Democrats elected to the city council and we've got ourselves a Democratic mayor and a lot of those people ran on LGBT equality and we've got a sizable section of our community here in Lincoln who voted for all of those people who expected that new government to make some movement on the fairness ordinance. Fairness ordinance of course is what happened 10 years ago. Yep, the what's historical march yeah, of the fairness ordinance. What's, what's happening right now is a little bit different but essentially it would accomplish the same thing that the fairness ordinance was set out to accomplish 10 years ago and uh, there's been some some um, very heated and intense conversations over the last handful of years. Um, I want to say since about the end of 2017 or 2018 um, about the possibility of introducing this language and what the best way forward would be to do that. And a lot of discussions on the danger that that would pose for the community potentially uh, and what our opposition to that would look and like. And just real quick, folks, when Natalie says the community, she's talking to the LGBTQ plus community and folks that don't identify with that community. I absolutely am. So yeah, there's I'm, different mm -hmm. dangers involved here based on your perspective, so yeah. to speak. I'm talking about public safety, right? Yes. And I'm talking about, and we're going to get into it. I'm talking about the potential for violence, real violence, mm -hmm. right? And I'm talking about the potential for loss of life. And uh, this is a, you know, this is a very contentious issue for a lot of people. And unfortunately, on, on one side of the issue, when we start talking about uh, trans issues, uh, we've got a group of people who are definitely violently inclined and violently minded, and they exist in our city. And some of those people talked in opposition to the Fairness Ordinance when it was being discussed in front of the city council a handful of weeks ago, right? And some of those people signed that petition that the Nebraska Family Alliance just circulated. Um, and the, the danger for, for violence exists when, when a community starts to have this conversation. And yeah, when I'm talking about 
the danger for violence. I'm talking about the danger for violence for all of the city. Yeah, Yeah. real. And I think that's something that I want to hit on, folks, which is, again, you hear me talk, and it's not just talk. Safety and security for all Americans, all Lincolnites, is paramount. And we're going to talk a little bit about the way, I guess, we fight and play politics with this. But we all have to realize our language and on these hot topics, people get heated and say things. Now, a lot of times it's just saying things. But the truth is, is there are folks out there that cause harm. There are folks out there that can get violent on both sides. But in the end of the day, we don't need that. We don't need that in this community. We don't need it in America. Okay. Safety and security and having a civil discourse is what Natalie and I are trying to you know, show that we can do one of the things, speaking of the language. Mm. And again, I had NFA on the show twice. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows that I was, am in opposition to the fairness ordinance. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no doubt that there's deep elements in the language and the way, you know, the political fight goes. And th- there's effects that, again, depending on what side you're on, mm-hmm. that are felt because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk just a little bit about, I guess, the opposition fight and <laughs> yeah. you know, your perspective? Yeah, on well, the NFA and I are really good friends, and I'm sure that uh, they're going to be thrilled if you asking about me, about them specifically. Um, you know, they... The NFA. Well, and, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not asking you specifically NFA, but they're well, the lead. They charge. are the, the. Yeah, they're. There's. They are where the language is coming from right now. They're where the messaging is coming from right now, and I. I think it's fair to to speak to them specifically. Um, they and and organizations like them, like the Nebraska Catholic Conference, like certain of our Republican candidates for governor. Um, when LGBT equality issues come up in housing, employment, and public accommodations, which is what Lincoln is talking about right now, we're talking about LGBT non-discrimination law in housing, employment, and public accommodation. And when that, when that issue comes up, people who don't want to see that thing accomplished for a city or a state or even a nation uh, in this country, they like to talk about trans people using bathrooms. Uh, that's the thing that they focus in on. That's the thing that drives their turnout. That's the thing that really motivates their base. And they focus in on that because it works. You know, the Nebraska Family Alliance is the most, the best funded, the the most organized, most powerful political lobby in the state of Nebraska. I say that with all of the respect that it is owed. They are, uh, they really know what they're doing over there. Then they're very good at it, mm-hmm. right? And they know what works. They know what drives people to go out and sign petitions. They know what drives people to go out and show up to vote for things that they want. And on this issue, it's talking about trans people using bathrooms, specifically really talking about trans women using bathrooms. And they like to say that those things increase the potential for violence, uh, for harassment, sexual or otherwise, against cisgendered women and girls. Cisgendered means the opposite of transgendered. It means that you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. Uh, and they, they go out and tell their people that, that that's what this will do. That allowing trans people to use a public restroom means that you're going to see violence in public restrooms. And there are a whole bunch of cities, and there are several states, who have passed this type of legislation. There is no place in the United States that has passed this type of language that has ever seen an increase in harassment in bathrooms. Uh, but they keep saying that because they know that people are, you know, and not to insult anyone, but they know that people are kind of lazy. They know that people don't like to look into the actual facts of an issue. They like to listen to what feels good. And for a lot of people, trans people are scary. 
Trans people are gross. Trans people are not someone that you want to see around walking around society. And when you start talking about, look at all these gross people that you don't really want to have around in society using a bathroom, that could be dangerous for your mom or your sister or your daughter. And that's all, the, that's all that those people really need to hear, you know? And that's why the NFA keeps repeating it. And that's why other opponents of this keep repeating that. They're trying to use an ick factor, and they're trying to prey on the ignorance of their base and people who don't really know the issue, and trying to scare them uh, into to denying fellow citizens the same rights that they have. You know, the NFA is run by a lot of Christian people, I think it's fair to say, supported by a lot of Christian people. Um, it is illegal in this country, in this city, in this state, to discriminate against anyone in housing, employment, or public accommodation because of their religious affiliation, and that includes Christians. Uh, you can't deny someone a home because they're Christian. You can't deny them a job or a promotion because they're Christian. You can't say that they can't come into a business because they're Christian. That's illegal to do. And if it were to happen uh, to a Christian in this city, they would go to the Human Rights Commission, which oversees Title Eleven which is how you would gain justice mm -hmm. if you were discriminated against that way. Christians have those, that right. And opposition to this is basically a whole bunch of Christians telling Lincolnites and Nebraskans like me that they don't want us to have the exact same rights under the law that they have. Right. Right? Yeah. And so from our side of the issue, this is incredibly hypocritical. Right. It's incredibly dishonest, this this messaging that's coming from the other side. And in, in our opinion, it's really pessimistic about the intelligence of the people that they're telling it to. Right. It doesn't take much digging to figure out that we're not talking about any increase in violence because of letting trans people use bathrooms. And we're not talking about rights that anybody else doesn't have, including Christians, including all of you people that signed that that petition to put mm -hmm. this issue up to a vote for people. You know, I'd, I'd like to ask you people earnestly, if you're, if you're listening, those of you who signed that petition, do you think that it should be up to a vote of the people, whether or not you as a Christian should be legally discriminated against in housing or employment or public accommodation? Do you think that that's a right that should be voted on? Or is that an inalienable right? Right? America is about a constitution that was written by a bunch of men who knew that they didn't put all of the rights in there. They knew that it was supposed to be amended. They knew that there were rights that they didn't get in and that it was supposed to be expanded, right? And we're at a place in history where LGBT people are here and we are family members. We are moms and dads and siblings, right? And we deserve the same rights. We deserve those same rights. And just as it shouldn't be legal for someone like me to tell you, a Christian, that you can't have a home or a job or use a public restroom because you're wearing a cross necklace, it shouldn't be legal for someone like you to do those things to me, right? And that's what this is about. Uh, again, we're on with uh, Natalie Weiss uh, talking kind of the fairness ordinance, talking a perspective from the LGBTQ plus community. Um, Natalie is... Uh, not not just an activist. I mean, she's much more than that um, and has been in this fight for a long time and brings up a lot of good points. We're going to talk a lot more in the second segment about the Supreme Court. Um, but I will say this, um, you know, as I've researched, um, the Supreme Court has 
you know, determined, um, this is not debatable, folks, that uh, you cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, it's simple as that. Um, now, there's nuance to it, but for what Natalie is talking about with housing, employment, public accommodations, um, the Supreme Court language, right, backs that up. I think the question is, right, is we know that there, depending on where you're at on the fairness ordinance, there's a lot of things. A lot of times, what I've argued, and I've talked with Natalie about this, is I'm big on on the way we're going to govern and it's the way we're going to carry things out. And is that you know making the whole city better, or is it making it more contentious or worse? Um, and so there's maybe that argument. But I, I want to go back real quick to this this Christian thing mm. because obviously I'm a Christian, you know, I'm Catholic, but we talked about some of the language used and how hurtful it can be. Mm. And um, and I think there's something to be said there um, for Christians and being careful uh, as we discuss this hot issue sure. because of who we are as Christians, right? And and I wouldn't have had that perspective, but you talked about some of the language is very hurtful um, in the fight, if you will, of the politics part of it. Well, uh, I mean, in the politics part of it, you know, I'll, I'll say this about. Uh, the NFA. I, I know that they over there are not interested in any violence happening to anyone, right? I know that no one that works there wants to see sure. those things happen, right? But when you're talking about trans people using bathrooms in the way that they're talking about it, when you go tell a citizenry that they want to hurt you, that can rile up the worst of a base, right? Sure. And that's where the danger comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And Again, Natalie Weiss, uh, hey, listen, we got to be careful how we talk about our issues. I'm, I'm pointing the thumb at me because, obviously... Anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh, just a quick two-minute segment here. We're on with uh, Natalie Weiss uh, talking fairness ordinance and LGBTQ plus really perspective, uh, right? Uh, there's no doubt I, in my background, cannot give you a good perspective from that side, nor um, some of the, uh, you know, my feelings in opposition to the fairness ordinance. But Natalie can, and she's done a great job not only uh, breaking down, you know, how we came together. We kind of told the story Um but looking at, you know, the dynamic of where the fairness was and where it's, you know, wanting to head to with, you know, equal rights and housing, employment, public accommodations kind of as its end goal. And then really what I thought was interesting, too, because, again, I've been in opposition. I signed the petition. NFA, right? We all know in this town, it's kind of the lead spear um, on that side, um, you know, seeing that from the opposite side. Seeing that from the LGBTQ plus side and, and probably, honestly, several of our city council um, members side and understanding this and, and a couple of things, you know, that I've learned before, but I'm learning now, right, is, you know, commonalities, safety and security for all people, right? Civil discourse is really how we solve this and, and thinking through. And then the other one that I want you to remember is, you know, whether you're Christian or whether you're opposite or whether you're for it, what we say matters and how we say it, right? And you know, I get fired up on the show, but we have to take a look at how we're communicating specifically on this issue, right? Because it can endanger folks. It can essentially put gas on the fire. And I don't want to see that happen. I want to find solutions, folks. 1499.3 KLIN.
Times' Steve Rappaport. President Biden pledging to stand by Ukraine in its fight against Russia as forces move closer to the capital, Kyiv. The United States and the people around the world uh, are going to continue to support the Ukrainian people, I believe, as they defend their country. Ukraine will never, never be a victory for Putin. Republicans argue the president needs to do more to keep the Kremlin in check. We have some troops in Germany. Why don't we move them forward to show that we are ready if any aggression happens and send a clear message that we are not going to be just playing this politics and, you know, standing there and just doing the statements mean nothing. Russians are not that dumb. Ukrainian-born Congresswoman Victoria Sparts. The TSA extending the mask mandate for airplanes and public transportation to April 18th. A U.S. official saying the CDC is developing a revised policy framework for mask. Watch for lane shifts in the downtown area. Make sure the headlights are on. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back, 537, uh, continuing the con- conversation with LGBTQ plus activists and really, um, I don't know, worker, um, and worker's not a good word. I mean, I, it's a fight. I mean, talking with you, Natalie, I, I get it. It's a fight. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking about language before in that fight, you know, as, as everybody gets uh, politically fired up. And right. I, I, as we've discussed, I feel that... Um, Everyone needs to check their language, but I can't know that perspective of the other side, and that's right. why I appreciate you sharing it. But I know yeah. that some of it is very bothersome to the LGBTQ plus yeah. community. You know, in the last segment, we were talking about you know the danger to the city that this causes, and uh, some of the danger that it that it potentially causes for really all Lincolnites. But some of the danger that this this discussion causes is really specific to trans people, um, because again. The other side of this issue likes to make this fight about trans people, and when when you're when you're having when you're living in a city, when you're living in a locale that is talking about having a civic discussion about voting on your rights to not be discriminated against, and you've got people who think that you should be discriminated against, calling you an abomination, mm-hmm. calling you a uh, a predator calling you depraved um that that's a double whammy for mental health right you're in a city that's talking about whether or not you should have rights and you're listening to your fellow citizens call you really awful names i, I mean just really horrible stuff sometimes in public sometimes on social media right and sometimes that can cause mental anguish to the point of um driving someone to do something really dangerous with their life. And this conversation that we're having in Lincoln has claimed the life of one person already. And his name was Milo Winslow. Mm -hmm. And he was a friend of mine. And we miss him dearly. And we know that there are probably some other people like him out there who are taking this conversation that the city is having very hard. And if you're out there and you think that you might harm yourself, reach out to your people, right? Reach out to your support network. Milo had so many people who'd never even met him who really, really cared. And there are people who have never even met you out there who really, really care. So reach out to your people. And if it's the middle of the day and everyone's working or if it's late at night and you feel like you can't make a call, 
call the National Suicide Helpline at 1-800-273-8255 and reach out to someone and talk to someone and stick around with us because we don't want to lose anyone else. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You you, you heard me mention um, early in the week uh, about Milo and um, just how sad it is and it doesn't matter, right? We've lost a human being um, and I said that it's probably the only thing um, Councilman Beckius and, and Bowers had talked about mental health advocacy. I'm a huge mental health advocate. Of course, my my background is mainly uh, working through vets, but um, mental health is mental health, folks. And I want to say this again, you know, again, as a, as a Christian, right, treat people like you want to be treated. I don't believe, while we can have differences in opinion on this, I don't believe that we need to go down the road of, you know, essentially throwing people under the bus and creating the conditions that make everything more divisive. And I'm saying I've done that, right? And there's a reason, right, that I thought we can open this discourse with Natalie and I on a public show and we can begin to discuss this. I don't know what's going to happen um, with the city council, right? I don't know what's going to happen. Um, with any of this. But what I do know is we're going to have to deal with this and we're all living here together. And it's been a very hard couple of years for rhetoric. That doesn't mean I'm not going to get fired up. But when it comes to issues and understanding the thoughts on the other side, like Natalie, I had checked and there's a real fear there. And that set me off because no one should have to live under fear, um, especially in this city. Okay, that there would be violence that was waiting out there for them. And so, yeah, take this serious, right? Uh, again, if you are struggling, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is there, 1 800 273 8255. And, uh, you know, may Milo so rest in peace, you know? And I, I hope that we as a city are able to figure this out, um, kind of remembering this time frame. Yeah, rest in power, Milo. Cool. And you know, Natalie, that's important. I know that's tough. Um, and I appreciate you, you sharing the story. Sure. Um, kind of, again, from your perspective and thoughts, you know, beyond just housing, employment, public accommodation, why is this important for the city? We talked about, you know, there is discrimination. I don't see right. it. Right. Right? right. But explain, you know, where we're at as a city and why this is so important for the LGBTQ plus community and really everyone sure well yeah let's start with everyone right sure um <clears throat> so i i think a, a a topic that really resonates with with everyone is the health of the economy of this city right lincoln is a great city economically we weathered the 08 recession beautifully we have uh, one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country and there are businesses that want to locate here because of that we have we have an above average educated workforce Right. Uh, but there are a lot of national businesses that have a whole lot of LGBT people working for them. And a lot of these national businesses have explained that they do not want to locate in locales where some of their employees might face discrimination when they're trying to find a home mm -hmm. or when they're trying to maybe find a job for their spouse or maybe when they're trying to go use a bathroom in a restaurant. And these companies have, have made it very clear that they're not going to locate in places like that. They're not going to bring their business to places like that. And doing this 
would help Lincoln become a more attractive place for business. It would help our economy. That argument is 100% true. And I so think economic yeah. viability. Yeah. There's part yeah of that's, that to this. A, that's a big part of this, right? It's not just about letting trans people in bathrooms, right? This is about what our city looks like to the rest of the country. And it's about what our city looks like to potential employers, right? But as it pertains to people like me specifically, we don't have those protections right now. And things like being turned away from a lease, a potential lease on a, an apartment, sometimes being denied a, a viable bid on a home, sometimes being denied the opportunity to interview for a job, sometimes the opportunity to get a promotion. Sometimes it means being laid off from your job if you come out from chains while you're still working. Sometimes it means that you go into a business and an owner will tell you to get out. I don't want to make your cake, right? That type of thing happens in Lincoln. And the statistics are really hard to gather on it because those types of things are not illegal to do against people like me in the city of Lincoln, right? So I can't point to statistics. All right. I can say is that I am of that community and that happens. One of the things you educated me on, and, and I think it's important for people to hear, is... Okay, if you want to pursue, right, mm -hmm. is that um, kind of the difference between local, state, and federal. Right. Do you, do you remember kind of that description I right. had said? So what happens if? Right, right. So this is covered at the federal level. At the federal level, it's illegal to discriminate in housing, employment, or public accommodations uh, based on gender identity or sexual orientation. That was covered by the Supreme Court decision, Bostock versus Clayton County. That was decided in 2020. And what that, that decision does is it, it basically says that if you're going to discriminate against someone because of their sexual, um, their sexuality or their gender identity, uh, basically what you're doing is discriminating against them based on what's between your legs. And that qualifies under the eyes of the law as sex discrimination, right? So the Supreme Court doesn't really def redefine sex in any way, but it says that in, in the definition of sex as it pertains to discrimination in housing and uh, employment and public accommodation, that includes gender identity. Right. Right. And so this language that we're talking about in Title 11, that brings that federal protection down to the local level. Right. And to do that practically, to take a Supreme Court decision, which is vague and basically just outlines what the law is allowed to do to make that work is in Title 11, which is the section of our city code that deals with discrimination in housing, employment and public accommodations is to include gender identity in the definition of sex as it pertains to that section of the code. The city isn't out there trying to tell you. Uh, that you need to believe that gender identity is part of the definition of sex. That's not what's going on, right? It's a redefinition for a specific part of the code as it pertains to how discrimination is, is judged, mm. right? And that's, that's what this is. And because Lincoln doesn't have these local protections for people like me, if they want to bring a case for discrimination that they think has happened to them in one of those right. three things. Their only recourse is go to the federal level. And I think, as most people can probably appreciate, going the federal level course means spending a lot of money and taking a whole lot of time, right? And totally taking it out of local jurisdiction, 
and possibly travel. You know, it, it becomes prohibitively expensive and time consuming to seek justice when your only recourse is at the federal level. And what, what this, what these Title 11 revisions are trying to do is bring that section of the Lincoln Municipal Code into line with what federal law is so that people who face discrimination in those ways don't have to go to the right. federal so level. And that's right. where, you know, yeah. again, I was, I was blind to it. It had no real reason or background to understand, but, um, so that people can begin to handle these things at the local and state level opposed to federal. And, and you and I both know that, uh, People are going to, on both sides of this, play with uh, words in the Supreme Court mm -hmm. to a degree, mm -hmm. um, uh, be that as it may. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm a sea lawyer, of course, from the Navy, which means, you know, I, I can make judgments about everything. <laughs> but um, oh, I was told to ask you, are you a Navy SEAL? <laughs> All right. You, you funny people out there. You funny people that make fun of Navy SEALs, you got me. Uh, you got me good there. Natalie got me good. Uh, but, you know, she comes from a military family, so she gets it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that these days. <laughs> you say yes, right? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I was. I, I no longer uh, can aspire to be that unless we need it really, really badly. And <laughs> I hope we don't get to that. Point. I hope we don't get to that either. Um, no, that... And again, I want to say, right, you know, discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity is unlawful. And I think Natalie, you know, brought it out. And while it doesn't specifically name anything, what it's saying is they're adding that into under sex. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, and I think that's an important start point. As you've heard me on the show, a lot of times I go back to these definitions as a start point and, you know, and try to find different things. So I, I think you know, with regard to explaining that, that's an important part of this. Um, you know, one of the other things is, you know, it was, I'm going to admit, it was shocking to me um, on discrimination, so to speak, um, that, you know, there's really not a lot of legal recourse at this local and state level. Mm -hmm. But I guess that would make sense if it's not in city law. Right. Okay. Right. You know, but, um, you know, we all deal with our issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this uh, while I have Natalie laughing. One of the things I found out about um, really her community um, is, and, and I respect this, and, and I hope that a lot of members of, of your community are listening, is that through the week, of course, I've, I've got on social media or I've been sent different things, as I like to say, from my spies. You know, <laughs> right, and, and Natalie right. and I are very upfront about how we fight our battles for change, if you will, or or keep things the same. And uh, I will say this, um, the language and the passion from which I see specifically from the trans community, uh, I very much understand because I'm like, oh my God, like there they, they could all be with me being sailors because we all speak passionate. We get fired up. We use a lot of language we can't say on the radio. Um, and unfortunately, I think people... I know people because I have to tone it down sometimes. You know, they mistake the passion, you know, as they used to say in the military, like do everything calm and calculated. And you're like, are you kidding me? There's bombs falling all over the place. Like I've <laughs> lost my mind, you know, yeah. and I, you're, you know, you're barking out things. But um, the reason I say that is because I equate that to there's something real there. Yeah. I, I don't know what exactly it is, but I know that when we, you know, have a proper level of emotion, it's real. 
And so there's we've got stuff we've got to work on. Natalie, moving forward, um, what do we all need to do? What can I do? What do we as a city? You know, I, I'm trying to showcase literally, as I say, civil discourse and right. be able to learn. Right. Um, but I, I want to, uh, like I said, I know you want to be part of the solution and I right. do too. Um, how do you see this, you know, kind of going? Well, I want to tell Lincoln, you know, those of you who disagree with where we're coming from, we don't want to use bathrooms to harass you, right? We want to use a bathroom to use a bathroom, just like you do. And we're not going to harass you. And uh, to the people on my side of the issue, we all know that we need these protections. We need to be able to live in a society that accepts us. And we are going to get it done. Maybe now, maybe a little bit in the future. But this is something that this... We keep warming through the weekend. Details of my 10-day outlook tonight on Channel 8 News at 10. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, uh, it's a quick two minutes, Natalie. I really don't know what to say other than I really appreciate you coming in and the trust um, you've developed in, um, I guess, trusting me just to come on the air and talk about these issues. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that we've got covered what we wanted to get covered. I think right? we just about did. Yeah. Yeah. And I close. think that's important, Lincoln. There there are two sides to the conversation always. And um, I'm big, although I know there's a lot of people out there don't want to listen to me. I'm big on civil discourse. Well, there's a whole laughing. lot of people out there that don't want to listen to me. Yeah, too. exactly. So right. But <laughs> it, right it, it can be done. And, and to be honest, uh, listen, I'm going to go right to Natalie every time there's these issues to get get that balanced perspective. Um, you know, she's a great resource um, for someone like me that's speaking to the public. And um, like I said, there's there's an issue here and we are going to have to solve it and i don't know if it'll be solved um again i also want to say about the way we communicate all of us on this issue um and mental health advocacy right some of our um narratives some of our things can be very hurtful um let's clean that up lincoln we're better than that um if you are having issues out there, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255, is always there. Um, you know, we deal with that a lot with vets, and I'm sure the city actually has great programs, too. But, uh, Natalie, real quick, mm. did you enjoy the show? Oh, it was great being here, Jack. Yeah, I, thank you for the trust that you put in me, also, to come on. Next time I you. ask, you'll know it's sincere. I'll know it's sincere the next time <laughs> you ask, 100%. Yeah, and if you'd like to have me back on, I'd, I'd love to be here. I think we'll probably do that in the future.